Welcome back to the program. one three hundred oh one eleven seven. 1170 Get us on that text line, 0457 736 736. Brett Kamali, Justin Horro in for today. It is a special grand final edition of... What are we doing next week, Tommy? Tommy Costigan here, 2am Tommy, after a magnificent effort last week in the marathon. Uh, that time again, I know you've you. said it on every time you've been on the radio this week, which is a lot with Matty White. Oh, thank you. Four hours and 16 minutes. Wow. Wanted sub four, Great but time. that heat took yeah. it out of me a bit. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. I don't think you were the only one yeah. uh, in regards to that. Uh, all right, let's have a look at this. Broncos v Warriors uh, game from last night, 42-12. Overwhelmingly uh, a dominant performance in front of a raucous sold-out crowd. What was your take on it, Scope? Uh, yeah, it was going into the, the weekend, I could sort of see the result happening the night before for, mm-hmm. uh, mm-hmm. the Panthers in Melbourne. I thought this was going to be a little bit closer than the end scoreline, but yeah. even then I thought the Warriors were flooded for, for a long time with the intercept to, to Dallin Whiten as a Lesniak. Like, yeah, it's a great play a hundred percent. If, if he misses that. Like all intercepts, it's going the other way and sure. it could potentially be six the other way. So it just looked like uh, the Brisbane Broncos were bigger, faster, stronger, just like the Melbourne, uh, the Penrith Panthers looked the night before against uh, the the Melbourne Storm. It's These two top teams have been the top in, in most um, people's eyes for a long time now and um, they've proved it. They've got to the big dance now. It's a difficult game, the, the prelim final. Noddy will know um, as well, you know, when you're one step away, yeah, it's hard not to to look ahead. Yep. Um, I remember, you know, back in 2013, one occasion I got there, and we had a really good team in front of us in South Sydney, but we'd struggled against Sydney Roosters all year. Right. So we had a feeling we we're going to play the Roosters because they were playing Newcastle in the preliminary final after us. Yes. Uh, Newcastle were a great story that year. Yes. But we knew it was Roosters in the grand final, and just for me, even being there for the first time, it's I was looking ahead, going. I can't wait to get the Roosters in the GF. I just had this mindset. And then 14-0, we're down in the preliminary final against South Sydney and then found a way to come back. So um, it's a really, a really tough game mentally and physically, uh, the prelim finals. And uh, the Broncos and Penrith Panthers did it quite comfortably. What did you take out of that game last night? I mean, it's a fantastic setup, and we'll get to that, Penrith taking on uh, the Brisbane Broncos. But I, I was a little bit like Scope. I thought much closer, and it wasn't. No, that's right. They blew them off the park. Um, speed. I think the top two sides have shown us all year they are the top two sides, and we get the top two sides to decide the grand final. Yep. Uh, we had the top four sides were in the were obviously finished the last four still surviving as well. Um, so the ladder didn't lie to us. No. Um, Can, I, I, what, what does that say about the rest of the competition? That that we agreed the third and fourth best teams in the competition have been blown away in the prelims. Yeah, that's right. I, I think the Melbourne Storm. I suppose when you think about club football, it's play, there's injuries, there's, there's the state of origin that sort of affects it. There's three buys, obviously gives you the opportunity. But I don't know what it means. I just I mean it probably means the top two sides are way ahead of everyone yeah. else now. Um, yeah. Where the rest, I think we've got from team three to probably team twelve, where you go, wow, it's competitive competition. Yep. And there's still a few at the bottom that need to improve and and you know get some more consistency. They everyone has the ability to beat everyone, but not on a consistent consistent scale so that's probably what that means um grand final qualifier i thought the atmosphere in brisbane was first class um unbelievable to have seen the crowd and hear the crowd and the players even made big reference over it after the game about thank you for being on the journey the last few weeks we've played home semi-finals we had sellouts on both occasions Uh, the penrith fan group was outstanding on friday but the 
it's such an empty stadium when it's 36,000 yeah. in a mm. stadium. It's so big there at, uh, at Acor Stadium. So I thought that'll improve next week. I've pl- I played in three grand final qualifiers and was devastated to lose all three. First time I played in a grand final qualifier was, or, pre- or prelim was in 99 for Melbourne. And we obviously won that. And the following week, you have success in winning the grand final. So yep. um, I was invited to go to the Storm Hotel on Thursday night, actually, to speak about the 99 semi-final right? campaign, which oh, they wow. took to a lot of um, a lot of uh, similarities between what they'd gone through this year, the fact that they'd been blown off the park in week one by a lower seated, a higher-seeded team, and the fact that they could eventually go back and play against that same side in the grand final. Yes. Um, we were behind in both semi-finals and were able to come from behind and belief yep. and all those type of things. So it brought back a lot of memories about that time. But when you're so young and you, you play one and you win one, and you sort of think you're going to win more of them. Yeah. And then you think every club is pretty similar. And if you change clubs, you're going to go to another club. There's a chance on knocking on that door and winning a grand final. It's, it's so hard to get everyone working together, everyone competitive, everyone happy off the field, everyone happy on the field, the right roster and all that. So the, probably the, the biggest one uh, I thought we were a genuine chance was 09 at Canterbury when we'd all gone there the first year of the yes. rebuild the football club. And yes. The Hain plane got us, um, <laughs> unfortunately. That was, a, was, that was a crazy game, that yeah, game. that was the 75,000... Semi-final yeah, atmosphere. SEN's very own Tim Manor, a try scorer that yeah, night. Nice. Yes, 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 he, he yes. spoke about how he stole the ball. He was out <laughs> bludging in the centres the other night and <laughs> caught the ball. And Daniel Mourner apparently said, "If you didn't score, I was going to, you know." Yeah. But um, but yeah, that was that was. And I think what happens is you start believing you can win the comp. The, the further you go into the competition, sure. the more you go. Well, we've got no deficiencies. We're all got a healthy yeah. roster. We're going well. We're just going to nail the day. And unfortunately, only two sides nailed the day. Mm. You know, the Melbourne Storm shot themselves in the foot. I thought, you know, when Justin Olm dropped the ball behind, <gasps> passes behind him, they had to have everything go their way on Correct. Friday night. And if they yeah. score that try, Penrith's under a bit of pressure. It keeps the Melbourne Storm going for another 10, 15 minutes while they're leading yep. and all that. that. As soon as they didn't take that opportunity and they didn't touch the ball again until it was like about 18 four yeah and then all of a sudden the game's over and i thought the warriors they started red hot with the intercept try and it was a bit of a, a false start but mm. they defended very poor and webster's made the comment of saying you know we had a red hot side in attack and we weren't very good defensively so you've got to bring everything together when you play the best of the best and now we've got the best of the best playing each other let's have a listen to kevy walters this is incredible they finished ninth last year he was under pressure to retain his position now they're in a grand final let's hear from brisbane coach kevy walters after the match Actually, feeling really good. I mean, it, it's a great achievement from everyone at the club, but also, um, you know, from where the club's been and to where we are now into the grand. It's it's a good feeling. I, you know, I said that to the boys in there about the feeling of knowing that you're in the grand final. It's good. So we need to enjoy that. But then when we get back in work tomorrow or the next day, just focus in on on next week. And Adam was the key signing with all of that. He was the first big fish that we, we got. I mean, he's not, he's not, <laughs> he's a big fish, you know what I mean? So that, that sort of triggered a few other things. And um, so, yeah, when we, when we signed him, I remember going to meet him and his family uh, in Mascot or somewhere near there. We just had an instant connection. I thought, well, this is the bloke that we need to get. So we got him and then we gradually built it up over time. Not. You know, and it's a lot of people have done a lot of really good work, not just me or the players, a lot of staff, a lot of people upstairs in the building, you know, have done a great job building this team to where we are now. There you go. A very humble Kevy Walters uh, and apportioning responsibility and, and uh, that success to, to a lot of people in the club. And he's exactly right. 
you know, when you start talking. Here's the thing. Nathan Cleary, uh, Ivan Cleary, last four grand finals, and he's been in another one be- besides that. All brand new for Kevin Walters. Mm. Scope. I'm so happy for Kevy Walters. Yeah. I don't know Kevy Walters, never met Kevy Walters, but you can tell he's beloved around the league. When everyone, whenever ex-teammates speak of him or, you know, uh, whether it's radio hosts or TV personalities, everyone always speaks so highly of him. I love how... Uh, what's the word? Just honest he is before raw. games. Isn't he raw, raw and honest about yeah. how he's feeling about a game, how pumped up he gets. Um, I had his, I had my, I had my question marks on him for a long time. And sure. He went through a, a hell of a 24 month period there. He had all these different podcasts coming out about him um, from within. Um, you know, this is why they're even playing there at the club. And one of them's still there. Uh, he's managed to galvanize the team after just completely falling off the cliff last year, sitting in the top four, with about five or six weeks to go, they lose Paddy Carrigan and they just completely uh, fall completely out of the the top eight. To where he is right now, um, you know, giving a lot of credit to guys like Adam Reynolds and, yes. and the strong playing group and 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 the signings, a few little signings that they've got there, and and in particular his his middles. But it's a great story, and um, yeah, just watching the game, just a, another little thing on the game last night is just their ability to offload the ball. You know, when you think about the these two teams, I know um, Brisbane Broncos aren't a tuck it under their arm and and have just five tackles and, and kick sort of team, but traditionally New Zealand Warriors in years past have been the offload second yes. phase, yes. find a way. They're a more controlled team. They like to get in the arm wrestle this year. Andrew Webster's changed completely changed their style of footy. So then when the Broncos threw that at, at them, it's like they it almost felt like they didn't expect it. Yeah. And they every time an offload happened, yeah. uh, Ezra Mam, Reese Walsh, Selwyn Cobbo was floating oh. around in the middle. Anytime any of them, Herbie Farnworth was floating in the middle in and around offloads. If there was an offload, everyone just hit the accelerating button and they just tried to go straight through the middle of the Warriors. one three hundred oh one eleven seventy. 1170 The text line as well, 0457 736 736. We'll come back with some of your texts. We'll also talk about, apparently, was that a forward pass last night? There's been a bit of talk about that.